Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sampin' Chats. My name is Bobby Sampson. Joined as always as... Joined as always with my man with the master plan, Mr. Chance Michaels. And right beneath us, we have Mighty Max, a man who loves his boxing. He's decided to join us on the show today. He's got quite the following on YouTube. Uh, he talks about boxing. He loves boxing. So we thought we'd have him on and to kind of just pick his brain a little bit. Kind of similar to what we did with Connor the Mother there, Chance. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us, Max. We really appreciate it. Yeah, Max, Of course, man. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm really looking forward to it. Fantastic. So first off, brother, before we get into any of this, how did you get into boxing? And what, what what was it for you? Well, I was six years old. It was May of 2012. And as ironic as it sounds, my mom actually wanted to show me some boxing, which is kind of ironic. And she showed me a couple fights. It was a Floyd Mayweather versus Miguel Cotto and Canelo Alvarez versus Shane Mosley. So it was a really fun card. And I just got hooked. After that, I just kept watching. I watched Chavez versus Andy Lee. And then a few months later, Martinez versus uh, Chavez Jr. And since then, I've just stayed attached to sport. I got into it very young, and I it just it stuck with me. Not many sports have been able to over the years, but boxing's one of them that definitely has. Absolutely. So boxing, UFC, just combat sports, or just predominantly boxing for you? Boxing mainly. I also, for a period of time, and still now, but at one point, I was really into basketball. I still like basketball, but boxing is definitely my favorite sport. And UFC, I've definitely became a fan of as of late also. Okay. And what Matt, who are some of your favorite fighters growing up that hooked you? For me, I would say... Triple G, Terrence Crawford, Lomachenko, Usyk, AJ, and some of my favorite fighters that are retired are Sergio Martinez and Timothy Bradley. Oh, cool. fantastic, fantastic. Um, so when when you watch boxing today, the current state of boxing, how do you feel about it? Are you are you content with what you're seeing? Do you do you hope there's do do you expect more from boxing? I'm definitely not content with what we're seeing. If you look at other sports, for the vast majority, they get what they want, they get what they expect. Even in UFC a non-scheduled sport all the fights they want virtually they get and for us we can't get really any of the true fights that we want to see we have sanctioning bodies in the way we have promotion in the way we have many factors blocking off the main fights we want to see there's three fights that we all really want to see this year Crawford Spence better be a Vival and Usyk Fury there's a very strong chance that we get none of them so I'm definitely not content and another thing I'm not content about is the inactivity of these fighters yeah we give a fighter credit if he fights twice a year and that says a lot because if he fights twice a year that's still not even enough but the fact that that's even considered impressive shows that we're definitely going down the wrong path in, as a sport no absolutely. well speaking of Fury Usyk Bob Arum said today it's official it's done he just haven't hasn't announced a date yet because it is securing a location so he said we'll see that by April so well, that's awesome yeah I, I really hope so yeah you know the thing is with Tyson Fury you really can't take anything too literal with him there's so many times where you expect something to happen from Fury and then last minute he backs out mind tricks whatever it is so let's hope it happens but I just don't trust Fury to to sign his well, part we're hearing April 29th is the date that they've uh, scheduled it for uh probably in Saudi Arabia and you're completely right Max I totally agree with you there I mean uh Tyson Fury is his worst enemy in, in most cases here um, I think the Susik fight could have happened a long time ago, but again, it's him ultimately, no matter what he says, it's a Tim who's kind of making it, you know, stall. So, yeah. uh, hopefully this is something we can look forward to here and, and it's going to actually happen. Um, another thing I wanted to touch on really quick here, I was just kind of reading about this and kind of took a look at it before we went on the air. Did you guys catch the uh, press conference, uh, between Benavides and Plant today? I did. I did. I did. Now, would you mm -hmm. say it was staged, or why is Benavides so fucking angry? I don't. I think it was obviously they're putting on a little bit of entertainment for the crowd, but I think it was pretty much genuine. What do you think, Max? Yeah, I think it's a mixture of both for sure. I think 
a lot of the times they tell them ahead of time what they want to see from the fighters. However, if it was staged, even if it was mainly not staged or even partially staged, it doesn't matter. I really didn't like how Benavidez came off, in my opinion. No. And I like both fighters, honestly. But, um, a while back, I made a tweet saying who'd win between Benavidez and Plant. Plant quote tweeted it, then Benavidez put it on his Instagram. So they both gave me some traction. So I like both of them equally, to be honest. But I didn't like how Benavidez acted. Plant was extremely down to earth, very calm. He took yep. he took some digs at Benavidez, but that was after Benavidez really started to come at him and his father started to come at him. I wasn't a fan of that at all. And it was a very entertaining press conference, but Benavidez did not make himself look too great today. Do Who do you Benavidez? favor in that fight? I favor Benavidez currently. I think Plant will start strong. He'll do okay in the middle rounds, and Benavidez will slowly start to claw his way into the fight. And by the later rounds, not, 10 or 11, I'd say, probably around 10, Benavidez will have broken him down and stopped him late. For a while, I was picking Caleb Plant to defeat David Benavidez. When the fight was first being talked about, I believe in 2019, I was mm -hmm. pretty confident Plant would win. But as time has passed, Benavidez has gotten bigger and stronger, and we've seen more chinks in Plant's armor. And Benavidez is, to be fair. I still, after looking at all of it, I'm edging out Benavidez by stoppage. Hmm. Do you think his anger will cost him, though, possibly? Like, if he's just angry, why, like, I'm trying to understand why he's so angry, you know? Just like, you know, I, I get it. I know the fight that he wants. I know the fight that we all want to see is Benavidez Canelo. Mm -hmm. So do you think this will hopefully help him get that fight if he wins? Well, it will definitely help him get the fight if he wins. And when it comes to his anger, why he's angry, I, I just think it's natural bad blood. And I think plant is reacting to it in a much more calm way. And Benavidez is using it as fuel to his fire. And I do think it will yeah. help Benavidez. I, Benavidez punches with a lot of spite. When you watch his fights, you really see yeah. his emotion when he fights. And I think that will benefit him for this fight. And if he beats plant, I definitely think the Canelo fights more likely. Do I see it happening? Not really sure, but it definitely helps his chances as he'll now be the WBC mandatory. If he gets yeah, the victory. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the way it's looking right now with Canelo, if he does fight Benavides, it'd probably be in early 2024 or may of 24. It's probably a year off. I mean, yeah. they're talking John Yard for him. I don't know who he is per se that well. Do you have any knowledge on who they're talking for? Who, John Ryder. Yeah. I, John I, Ryder, I know. Sorry. I know John Ryder. He's a decent fighter, but he's definitely not on the level of Canelo Alvarez. It's one of Canelo's more easy opponents in the last few years, for sure. Yeah, Max, yeah. what did you think about the Better Beef uh, yard fight on the week, past weekend? It was a really good fight. I really enjoyed it. Better Better Beef showed a lot more chinks in his armor than I expected, and it was definitely one of his tougher fights and tougher than I expected it to be. And prior to the fight, I was picking him to beat Beefall, but honestly, after that outing, I, I do favor Beefall to beat him on points. It was a really good matchup, though, and definitely an early candidate for fight of the year and a, a, just a great fight overall. And shout-out to Yard as well. He definitely outperformed my expectations of him. However... Better be have showed so many chinks in his armor that I think Bivol will capitalize on if they possibly fight. Finally, too. Yeah. No, yeah, Bivol is just a different class of boxer, in my opinion, man. It's just it's it's technique and skill, right? I mean, he he just has it all, in my opinion, right now, and I think that's the fight to make. But the money's in the Canelo fight, so I guess everything's kind of hinging on that. Speaking of that, September. I want to bring this up before I get off track. Did, you, did either one of you guys ever see Better be have versus Usyk in the Olympics? Fight. Um, I saw clips, but no. Yeah, it's yeah just I watched clips. the whole fight actually a couple of weeks ago. It's, it better be had held his own, even though Usyk's a little bit bigger, stronger. But it's a good fight. Go back and watch the full fights on YouTube. It's only three rounds, but go check it out. It's pretty good. I believe they fought more than once, and I believe better be of his beaten Usyk in the amateurs as well. At one yeah, point. he he did beat him in the yeah. amateurs. Um. So yeah. So that's basically basically all the kind of top story. Like, so hey, uh. I just hit on this right now. Devin Haney, Lomachenko, apparently it's stalled now. Uh, apparently yeah. 
it's all about money again here. So mm -hmm. do you think that fight happens this year or do you think it's going to happen? You know, I saw that coming. I had a, Honestly, this is definitely one of those scenarios in boxing where if it sounds too good to be true, then it is. I had a feeling this fight was going to happen. I'm not saying it's obviously it's not off, right? It's just stalled. However, that definitely lowers the chances of the fight eventually happening. And it's a shame. It's a very good fight. And I actually am edging Haney to win it. It's another fight where I've switched my prediction in the last year or so. Will the fight happen? Probably not. I think Devin's going to move up to 140. It's a yeah, shame. But... Happen just, just because prior to that comment, I don't know when this comment came out, but this morning, what I was saying, Aram said, Yusek Fury's a done deal. Haney Lomachenko is a done deal. We just got to announce the location. It could be some posturing by uh, Haney, but Aram said it's done. It's happening in spring. So oh, that's awesome. Let's, yeah. let's hope so, man, because there have been times in the sport. Honestly, I will say this actually before I'm cutting myself off. Bob Aram is a guy that usually delivers when mm -hmm. making in-house fights. So there's a good chance he's telling the truth. However, boxing is the biggest definition of a sport that really last minute switches on us. So I would not be surprised if neither of those fights happen, but let's hope yeah. they both do. I'm going to throw a wrench in this in this a little bit. How much do you think Eddie Hearns, Eddie Hearns is in his ear still? I'm sorry, what was that? My, my audio cut off for a second. Pardon me, pardon me. Uh, my question was, how much is Eddie Hearns in Haney's years still? Do you think he's still talking to him behind the scenes? Do you think he's... Um, of... Yeah, I definitely do. I definitely do. Because Eddie Hearn, I mean, I don't know the guy, but he comes across as a relatively friendly promoter compared to the others, right? I mean, they yeah. all... To get to that level, it's not the yeah. cleanest. But I do think Eddie Hearn comes across as a friendly guy, and he probably still is cool with Devin. He's a businessman. He's smart. He knows that keeping an alliance of Devin is is a very smart move because you never know when there, when Devin Haney will become a free agent again and might come back to Matchroom. Well, he released him in order to get this title fight, right? I mean, yeah. he was yeah. with Matchroom until he couldn't be there. And, you know, respect to Hearns and, and Matchroom for allowing him to walk so he could get that fight, right? Yeah. I mean, he yeah. did sign the three-fight deal with ESPN. He's had the two already. So maybe, you know, Hearns in his ear saying, try to get as much as you can. Because he knows that if he can win this fight, if he can beat Aram's boy, he loves Lomachenko. There's there's no denying it, right? I mean, there's just that love he has for Lomachenko is just is blatant. You can't yep. even hide it, right? So, mm -hmm. I mean, from that perspective, you beat Lomo, which I think he will now, based on Lomo's last fight as well. He didn't look as solid as I thought he would. I so agree. he wins and he's able to take his titles back to matchroom. You know, it's almost, I almost get a feeling this is kind of like a Francis Nagano, um, Cyril gone type of scenario where they want Lomo to win because then at least they'll be able to keep the, the belts with ESPN opposed to Haney winning and then taking him to matchroom. So do you see that possibly being a, a, a scenario that these guys are fighting through behind the scenes that we don't know? It's definitely a possibility. However, I wouldn't favor it because there's a good chance he will stay top rank because if he moves up to 140, top rank kind of has that division in their control mm -hmm. as well. So even though I could see where you're coming from because there's a chance he goes back to matchroom, I think Bob Arum has some value and, and some investment in Devin as well. Yeah. He's yeah, promised some, some big fights at 140 to keep him. Yeah. He has? Well, I'm saying that's probably what he hasn't said it, but I'm sure yeah. that's what he's yeah. been doing. So Showtime... ESPN, Matchroom, who has the best roster? Well, that's tough. Honestly, it's it's very well balanced because some weight classes, some weight classes, PBC has fully under control. I'd say 147 aside from Crawford, 154. And then you got some weight classes that top rank has fully in control, yeah. 130. Uh, one, not 130 as much, 135. 135, yeah. 140. Yeah. And Matchroom has 
I'm not sure they have as necessarily weight classes in control, but they have like very well balanced. You know, they have a few fighters here, a few fighters there. Yeah, yeah. It's very tough. I, I, if I had to edge it, I might say top rank, but just yeah. by barely. It's very close. I think at one point, Matchroom probably was ahead when the zone just started to become a big deal. Yeah. But as time has passed, I think top rank might just be ahead of them. Yeah, yeah, I know. I think we've talked about this before on the yeah, show. We gave we it to top kinda, rank. We've given it to top rank ourselves as well. Um. Here, you know, I'm, I'm kind of curious to get, pick your brains on this one, man. Anthony Joshua, Jermaine Franklin, is that a good fight for him to start with his comeback? Not a bad fight. You know, if you told me AJ versus Franklin before Franklin fought Dillian White, I would say this is a poor fight. But many people had him beating Dillian White. And I did. I would have well. had, what was that? I did as well. I, I thought yeah, exactly. Yeah, White it was, was that fight. It was, it was definitely a, a very close fight that could have gone either way. And I could definitely mm-hmm. see how fr- many had Franklin winning. And if you told me AJ was fighting Dillian White next, I would be more excited for it because the buildup would be better. Some bad blood, you know, a nice domestic fight. But him mm-hmm. fighting Jermaine Franklin is definitely not a bad comeback fight at all. It's not the ideal fight. I think him versus Jelly Zhang or Hergovic would have probably been better. Mm-hmm. But this is still a solid matchup for AJ. I don't have much of an issue with it at all. Well, when I look at AJ myself personally, and I mean, I might be dating myself here a little bit, but if you think about... I, I almost feel like he was manufactured in a lab, if that makes sense, right? Like, yeah. I, in, in the sense, like, Backstreet Boys or Spice Girls. Like, these weren't really great entertainers, but a, a group, of, a team brought them together to make this music band. And I feel that's the same with AJ. I mean, no amateur pedigree, what have you, but he just kind of came into the sport late, ruled at the Olympics. And I, I believe that they really controlled the narrative on his career in terms of all the people that he's ever fought. Um, you know, so it, it's kind of interesting to see how they're going to rebuild him now. And he's with Derek Games now, too. So that should be interesting. Yeah, They're saying that he's gun-shy. Ever since Klitschko rocked his world, he said, after the fight, I don't like fighting like that. I don't want to get hit like that. Ever since that Klitschko fight, he's lost that killer instinct. In every fight that he's had, we're promised the old AJ's back, the old AJ's back. But he's not. He never has been. So I don't know if he can get that back. I think it actually got much worse after the Ruiz fight because at least yeah. after Klitschko, you know, the Pavekin performance was still kind of like old AJ. I mean, yeah, there was a little bit of gun shyness, but it wasn't as bad. And then in the Ruiz fight, he dropped in yeah. and looked like he was going to put him away and then Ruiz caught him. So again, Ruiz is really the guy, in my opinion, that broke him. But I think Klitschko was kind of the guy that, that woke AJ up and made him realize that it's not sustainable to trade the entire night. However, there's a good chance that that version of AJ is much better than the AJ we've been getting as of late. I do want to mention, I was very impressed in how he looked in the second Usyk fight. Felt he lost the fight very clearly, just like the first time around, but he looked very good, and he would have been able to beat many elite fighters at that weight class with the way he looked against Usyk in the, the second one, fight. The one comment that I had about that second fight, and I said this to Chance, I felt like you know Rob McCracken watching at home that night could have trained him the same way. I mean, I didn't really notice too much of a difference. I'm obviously that ninth round was the one that stood out for me for him in terms of his output and what he was able to do, but he just couldn't build off of anything, man. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't able to fully build, but he looked sharp. You know, his punches looked crisp, looked clean. His fundamentals looked better. However, it still wasn't good enough. It still was, he still needed a lot more to defeat Usyk. I know it was a split decision, but you won't find one logical person who gave AJ more than five rounds in that fight. And that's even a stretch for me. That wasn't a split decision. I think he's carrying too much muscle around. He's getting winded. All that muscle takes up more oxygen. He's he's jacked. He's ripped, right? Like he's, like you said, he's out of a lab. And I think that's, that's hampering his performance a bit. All that muscle. It yeah, off. it's you know? definitely not helping him for sure no. because 
he, well, he's not just in very good shape. He he almost has a physique of a, of a borderline a bodybuilder. And yeah, yeah. bodybuilders, you, you see them. These guys get out of breath really quickly. Their their gas mm-hmm. tank is, is shot. And that's how AJ looks when he fights sometimes. Yeah, yes. for sure. I totally agree with that as well. But I'm hoping, I'm kind of curious to see what Derek James does with him, man. This should be interesting. I mean, yeah. Derek James is a proven guy. He's got a great stable. Everyone around, you know, everyone he's kind of been working with has, has been very successful. So I'm kind of hoping, you know, this just change in training and everything. And to be honest, I think he has to knock out Franklin in, in order to kind of... You oh, know, for sure. Able. 100%. It, it can't yeah. be anything else but a knockout. It has TKO or knockout. That's that's basically what... He can't go 12 with Jermaine Franklin. No, no. that would be a horrible look. And I actually think Derek James might be the best choice for AJ because we saw how Derek James was able to turn Charlo into a puncher. Yeah. The guy yeah. who people forget was not a puncher early on. It was yeah. always his brother that was considered a puncher of the two. Yeah. AJ has that natural power, but he hasn't been able to fully utilize Artists. it in his last few fights. I think Derek James will do a good job in yeah. reminding him. Absolutely. Speaking of Charlo, um, his inactivity, I don't understand. Why Why haven't they stripped him yet? Oh, that's ridiculous, The what's going on with Jamal Charlo. I, I've, I've heard he has issues outside of the ring, and I don't want to comment on that, but he's a boxer. He has a career. He's holding other people's careers up. There's no reason for him to still have that title unless he fights within the next few months. Let Carlos Adamas fight for it. Let Janabek fight for it. Yeah, I mean, they were quick to strip Josh Taylor. You know what I'm saying? So I just don't yeah. understand, like, what their logic is. How is it for one fighter, but for another fighter, they can't do it? You know, it's just kind of, I don't get it. I mean, yeah, the fight, he was supposed to fight last week. He broke his hand, apparently. And, and you know, that's why the fight's being canceled. Zoo's gone on. He's going to be fighting in March against someone else in Australia now. Wait, are you talking about Jermel Charlo or Jamal Charlo? I apologize. Uh, undisputed, sorry. The undisputed Charlo. Oh, oh, Jermel Charlo. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think that fight's going to get rescheduled soon, hopefully. I mean, he did, when was his uh, Castagna rematch? In May? Uh, yes, yes, yes. But yeah, well, I don't think they should strip him. However, I don't think they should have stripped Josh Taylor either. You know what yeah, I mean? I feel yeah. like that, that strip made absolutely zero sense. It's like he's having, he's going out of his way to make a good fight for the fans. They punish him. What I'm more pissed off about the WBC is the whole issue with not letting Bivol fight, not letting Bivol fight better BF because he's Russian. That That's absolutely ridiculous, man. And but yeah, better BF root- fights up. It better be able to claim as Montreal, so I can't be able to just claim. I, I claim another, another. Yeah, claim country. America or claim Kyrgyzstan yeah, or South Korea. You know, he's from. He was born in Kyrgyzstan. He lives in America. He has South yeah. Korean descent. Let him pick any of those countries. There's no reason for you guys to to play it one way with Better Beev because he's your champion, and then be biased against Bevel. The only reason they're doing this is they could have more sanctioning fees and make that Callum Smith fight. Yeah, well, Max, yeah. I got a couple of questions for you here. Since you are such a big time boxing fan. Have you ever been to one of the big fights? Have you ever met any of your favorite boxers growing up or anything like that? I've been to a few. So I would say the first relatively big event I went to was Demetrius Andre versus Luke Keeler, where Tevin Farmer fought JoJo in the undercard. Jake Paul fought on that card, which is hilarious, right? He had his first pro fight. It's so ironic that I saw Jake Paul fight live. Um, Maru Janakmadalia beat Daniel Roman on that card as well. So that was a really good card. It was on a Thursday night, which is so random. Yeah, that was in Florida. That was in Miami. Second fight I went to was in Hollywood, Florida. It was a Luis Ortiz Charles Martin event. That was a fun event. Um, How was that? On that card, Frank What's Martin like- fought on that card. Um, Frank Sanchez fought on that card. A couple yeah. others fought on that card. And the final, uh, relatively big event I went to, and I think this one's the biggest and the most fun I had. I was in New York with my family, and we actually got to catch Better Be versus Joe Smith. Nice. Oh, awesome see. Lucky, so those cool, are the three cool. cards I went to. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, chance. Uh, unlike myself, I've only been to one so far. We went down to Vegas and we caught the. Um, Oh my God! Oh, what Shakur is, Stevenson versus Shakur Oscar Stevenson. Valdez. Yeah, so we saw versus the Valdez. who? Oh, Valdez. Uh, Valdez yeah, yeah, that's cool. So we that's a, that was a, that's a really cool experience. 
Yeah, it was great, man. We got uh we got to meet Terrence Crawford out that way. We met um oh man Tiafimo Tiafimo Lopez. Uh, I spent about fifteen minutes talking to him. Uh, he was just amazing. You know, I think the guy takes a lot of flack, man. Um, yeah, I like Tio. Yeah, yeah, but this leads me to my next question. How do you feel about these father-son tandems, man? Like, again, we saw Benavides and his father. We see uh, Tio and his father. Do you think that's a good thing, or do you think the Floyd and his to... dad, Oscar and his dad? Yeah, but Floyd and his dad weren't too bad. It's more this newer generation of father-son teams that are coming up. I think the only one that I really enjoy watching is Haney, the Haney and father-son connection. You know what I mean? Um, but in terms of the other two, do you, especially with Tio, do you feel he needs to drop his dad in order to progress and become better? I think his dad's holding him back personally. That's just my it's, opinion. It's interesting because I'm pretty mixed on it. I mean, in a way I like it, in a way I don't. What I saw today, I really didn't like of Benavidez's his father. That was very uncalled for. This was this yeah. wasn't Caleb Plant versus Benavidez seniors. This is Caleb Plant versus Benavidez. Yeah. And other times I enjoyed. I actually think the banter of Tiafimo's father is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I like Bill Haney. I've talked to him briefly on a, on a, a live panel once. He was a, he was very chill and very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and a few others, right? But my thought: should I should he leave Tiafimo senior or move on from Tiafimo senior? That's tough. I'm not sure he should necessarily get rid of him. I don't think he should, honestly, but I do think he should incorporate a lot of new people in his team because he's looked very poor at 140, in my opinion. Well, absolutely. You know, and I I think he basically squeaked that out. I think, in a way, I think you could argue he almost lost that fight. Yeah, I only only had him winning by one point, and he should have gotten dropped twice, so I would have had a draw. Yeah, yeah, but his dad's conduct, like the way the disrespect he gave to Cambosis, saying he's going to knock this bum out, betting on to knock him out first round. You know, you're not training. If your dad, your main trainer is saying that to you, you're not training as hard for that fight. You're not taking it as serious when all you hear is knock him out first round, you know, downplaying him. But look what happened. Cambosis upset him as a 12 to 1 underdog. Yeah, so, yeah, for sure. Right? For sure. Uh, I definitely think there's some negatives if Tiafimo Senior. I would, I would honestly. Keep, keep him, him in the, the team corner. for morale, but also give him a back seat for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, keep him on the team, but maybe keep him under the corner. I don't know if his advice and and you know his direction for him is the right way to go. I don't think a guy like Tiafimo's dad will take a back seat to anybody. Yeah, I think he might have to get rid of him. He's such an alpha male. He's so outspoken. I don't know if he could take yeah. a back seat. Yeah, I'm not sure if he'd be able to as well. And yeah. it's funny because I think for a vast majority of trainers, they would have been able to tell Tiafimo some basic adjustments and he would have been able to comfortably beat George Gambosos. I believe he's a yeah. much better fighter than him, but he looked very confused in there. He was getting no good advice and he fought the same game plan for the entire 12 rounds. And that's why he lost. And as we saw against Haney, George Gambosos, he's not a bad fighter, but he's not on that world level that I do no. believe Tiafimo is best 100% is. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I, I'll i say this about Devin Haney. I mean, I'm a big fan of Devin Haney. I think he doesn't get enough respect. I think the top 10 is just stupid. I mean, show me a boxer last year. Like, 2022 was a good year for boxing. We did get some of the fights that we wanted to see. I think they're taking the lead. I hope it, you know, progresses and gets better and better, and we get the fights that we want. But yeah. show me another guy that was undisputed, who fought twice on foreign soil and won, and, you know, he's, he's everyone he's fought, you know, it's just being a former champion or a champion. Why doesn't he get enough respect? You know, Devin Haney had a very good year last year, very underrated yeah. year. Yeah. He didn't win fighter of the year for me, but he was, I believe, my third place. I had him very high. And Who he, did you have I, for he fighter? I gave it to Dimitri Bivol last year. Totally. And I had uh, Naoya Nui at number two and then yeah. Haney at three. Some people yeah. had Bam. I thought Bam had a good year, but he didn't have that good of a year. I mean, he should not have won. I mean, he beat. 
some good fighters, but none of them were in their prime except for Gonzalez, who was a French contender. So yeah, yeah. should not have been Bam. I say Bam had the breakout year out of any fighter, but not fighter of the year. But when it comes to Haney, yeah, I definitely think he he doesn't get the credit he deserves from a lot of people. And he's on my pound for pound list for sure, because my rule is if you're undisputed, even if you had a weak run or a strong run, either or, you're definitely on the pound for pound list. Even if you get a gift, if you have that status of undisputed, you're on the list for me. And Devin did that. And he's an, I, I definitely like Devin Haney, and I am favoring him against Loma. And I do believe he doesn't get the respect he deserves. However, I do think Shakur Stevenson will beat him at 135. Yeah, they're, they're buddies too, aren't they? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know to the extent because I don't know them, but I definitely know that they have some sort of mutual either respect or friendship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so let's get into it. Uh, we have, I guess, we have boxing this weekend, but I guess the biggest, the biggest uh, fights that we're going to see this night are going to be the girls this week. Uh, your thoughts on female boxing, first off? You know, I, I don't really have the strongest stance. I mean. Shout out to them for fighting, but I'm not the most well well versed when it comes to it. Now, I actually had a discussion a couple of days ago with my friend Two Tone, the superstar, about if they should be 12 rounds in three minutes. And I actually had a very bold take that most people haven't stated. The reason I think they should not be 12 three minute rounds, I think they should stay as 10 two minute rounds, is in those 20 minutes they throw everything at each other and no one gets knocked out. So why would 12 three minute rounds change that? It's going to be slower paced fights. The fighters are going to gas out. And it's going to lose that appeal that it has amongst fans where when you when you get a female fight, you know you're going to get entertainment. They move into 12 three, three minute rounds. It turns into to, to mailboxing, except about the power. When it's 10 two minute rounds, you get it all off slugfest. And I believe they should keep it like that. No, I couldn't agree with you more, Matt. I totally, totally agree with everything you just said there. You nailed it, Matt. Thank you. Yeah. No, no, 100%. Great, um, great but that being said, Amanda Serrano, uh, she's fighting this weekend. She's going for undisputed. She's got the three of the um, light, the featherweight titles here. So she's going up uh, against who's she fighting tonight here? Um, pardon me here. Oh, dude, why am I missing this? Oh, she's fighting Cruz. Uh, so it's Mexico versus Puerto Rico here. I I, I think Amanda's going to win this one hands down. But the fight that I'm actually looking forward to is the Alicia Baumgartner fight. I've become a big fan of hers over this year after she beat Michaela Meyer. Yeah, I think um, I think the vast majority of us were happy she beat Meyer. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, Meyer didn't, you know, really represent herself that well. And, you know, Alicia just came out really good. So good on her. I think this is going to be a fun card. It's at the Hulu Theater in New York. Uh, other than that, I mean, it's a pretty quiet weekend. There's here. a fun fight that I made a video on yesterday between Arnold Barboza and Jose Pedraza this weekend, which is really I've awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so your thoughts on that? Where do you? How do you? Feel? I think Barboza is going to beat him. I think he's going to yeah. get on the get on the inside out work him and win a decision. Pedraza is a good fighter, but I did not like how he looked against Richard Comey. I was picking him to win that fight, and I thought he edged it out. However, it was a much tougher fight than it should have been. And I think Barboza has been waiting for his time to shine. He's been calling out Tiafimo for a while, and this is his first big break. And I think he's going to capitalize on it and win a decision. I think it Pedraza will make it competitive, but overall. Yeah. Barboza will figure him out and win maybe seven rounds to three type of decision. All right, cool. So, Max, cool. one thing I like to do on Twitter is I like to throw dream fight scenarios, right? So I'm going to throw mm -hmm. a couple of dream fight scenarios out of you and just give me your take on who you think would win. This is all mm -hmm. prime for prime, of course. Already? I'm ready. All right. Pacquiao versus Sugar Ray. Leonard. Sugar Ray Leonard, too big. Yeah, too big. Sugar Ray. Okay, yeah. fine. Yusek, oh, sorry, Yusek. Tyson Fury versus Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson catches him early, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay. Um, Triple G uh, versus Hitman Hearns. Oh, Hearns. I've never heard that one. I always hear the Hagler one. The Hearns one's a good one. That's why I switched um, up. 
that's tough, man, because we never saw prime, prime Triple G against a top opponent, in my opinion. Mm, that's tough. I, I, that's I tough. would go with Hearns. I was going to say probably Hearns by decision. I don't think it'd be an easy fight, though. I think people... I got to go with Triple, Triple G. G bias is one of my favorites, but I don't disagree with you. You could go either way. Um, I just look at that generation, and those guys were fucking killers, man. You look at the four kings, yeah. in their yeah. prime, they could have destroyed anyone. And it's interesting yeah, I because I, I, I used to think to myself, oh, the look at the new technology, look at this, look at that. Honestly, have you guys seen how much testosterone has dropped in 40 years? These guys were way stronger back then. I yeah, didn't well, really... also didn't do drug testing back then either. Exactly. So there were factors that people don't mention. They say technology. Technology is not going to get you that far, man. I mean, what are they doing? What are they doing? Putting robots in them? Like, yeah. there's not much Here's of a technology difference. Prime Floyd versus Prime Sugar Ray. Leonard Leonard. I got Leonard winning that one. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I'll give you one more. Let's go uh, Mike Tyson uh, versus Rocky Marciano. Mike. Mike Tyson. gets him. Yeah. I, would have to, yeah there's no I like the Triple G Hitman one. That's one I, that's one I haven't thought about because everyone always says Triple G Hagler. Triple G Hitman's that's why, actually that's why just as intriguing. Like that, right? Try to catch you off guard a little bit. I like how you <laughs> throw that out there. I like how you throw out dream fights you know, so i do that a little bit you, you know it's funny i i put on i put tank versus roberto duran but anyone with even one percent of a brain knows duran kills tank it was 100 a bait tweet and it completely worked professional fighters responded to it lou de bella responded to it es news posted it i mean it was 100 bait anyone with one percent of a brain knows that duran would demolish tank it was more of like a joke if anything and it got the you fact that up, people fell for it so hard is, is honestly hilarious what's the pocky one you put up the other day you put pocky i said pocky but i can't remember who you said it was you had a pocky a tweet pocky verse can't remember who you said you said pacquiao i'm sorry I, yeah so you had on your twitter you had pocky versus i can't remember who um who did i do i'm trying to remember that one There's so many i think i did pacquiao there. versus loma i think i did pacquiao versus loma did i I can't remember. I said I think it was Pacquiao versus. I think it was Pacquiao versus Loma at one. No, no, Pacquiao versus Jermel Charlo at one fifty four. That's what it was. Oh yeah, that's what, that's what it was. I said Pacquiao. The only guy everybody's like, you don't know what he's roasting. I think Pacquiao would outwork Jermel Charlo. I don't know why so many people think Charlo would beat him. You get people forget how good Pacquiao was when he fought Margarito. I've seen Pacquiao fight live five times, dude. And I'll tell you right now, I was there for the Thurman fight. I was there against your boy Bradley. Uh, I've seen him against Vargas. Um, Thirty seconds. I've seen him against Broner. You were there Broner, one more. Yugis fight, right? Broner, what's that? You were there for the Yugis fight as well, right? I was there for Yugis too. So um, that's awesome that you got to see Pacquiao fight live. That, well, that my favorite be... fighter, right? It's like I'm in Vancouver, BC. It's only three hours for me to fly to Vegas. So oh, for real? Plane, boom, I'm there. That's right? awesome, man. That, that must Dude, have been you gotta, experience. You got to go to a fight in Vegas just because like, it was at the MGM Grand. It, it takes over the whole place. Like They got the ring in the foyer. They got the elevators yeah. with like Pocky versus Broner. They got Pocky as shots. Like the whole fight becomes a, at that hotel becomes about that fight. It's really cool. You I really want to. I really want to go to a fight in Vegas, and soon I will. Not sure when, but definitely in the, in the near future, I, I would absolutely well, love to. We yeah. we kind of fucked up a little bit because what happened was is after the fight that we went down for the for for um Davis and Valdez. Yeah, yeah. When we after that fight, they set up for the uh, uh, Bivol and Canelo fight. Yeah, when so that Monday. So the oh. following Monday, he left Sunday. I was still in Vegas for Monday, but my fight left before they came. So we could have actually, if we had just stayed one more day, we could have seen the grand entrances and having these guys come in. Because even though they were fighting at T-Mobile, they did everything at MGM. MGM, yeah. Damn. All man. the press conferences, everything was held there, right? So we missed it by, he missed it by a day. I missed it by a couple hours. Jeez, <laughs> right? So, but, but, you know, that's just the unfortunate. But hey, I got this one quick question for you. Um, 
Wait, yeah, sorry yeah. for cutting you off. If you want to hear yeah. something, I'll also get you kind of another like, oh man. Well, when I was younger, I believe I was 14 and I had an Instagram, an old Instagram account that I don't have anymore where I used to just post random stuff. And there was a thing where saying, are you team Spence or team Porter? And I just posted something saying team Porter. So I ain't know if that exact picture, they did a raffle with all the fighters and the fighters would pick out. For some reason, they got theirs mixed up and Errol Spence picked out a raffle and it said, oh, Mighty Max, guess what? I won a ticket to that fight for free, but oh. I couldn't go because I didn't see it till two days before and it was in California. Oh, man. I could have gone to Spence Porter. <laughs> that was a good fight. That was a good fight. It was fight an awesome well. fight. Yeah, strong yeah. candidate fight. Of the year. I love Porter. Do you listen I to love his podcast Porter at all? Sorry? Have you ever checked out his podcast, The Porter Way? Yes, I have. I actually knew about it before a lot of people. Saw it on YouTube before when he had less subscribers than me when he was just starting out. And I enjoyed it. I like Sean Porter. Very charismatic guy. Me and too. Yeah. I would love him to be a commentator down the line. But um, for, for that Spence Porter fight... You know, 2019 had some great fights. Triple G, Dervinchenko, Taylor Progress, Nui, uh, Donaire won. That yeah. was a great year. Pac Pacquiao Thurman. Pacquiao Thurman, another really good yeah. one. Yeah, that, that yeah. was such an entertaining year for fights. Yeah, everything was good until 2020. We won't talk about that year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. Oh. Uh, Badu Jack, John Pascal was that year, too. A very underrated fight. And Charlo Harrison, too, was yeah. that year, too. I, I got this question for you, Max. I've been wanting to ask you this, and it's... I think it's because of your age and then no knock on the age at all, please. Nothing like that. Jake Paul, Logan Paul, misfit fighting. Your thoughts on this kind of like, I mean, I don't know. What are your thoughts? There's a part of me that enjoys it because of the entertainment value, but they're taking it too far now, man. They're taking it too far. When it was just Jake Paul and KSI and, and Logan Paul, right? And, and KSI's brother and a few others. It was cool. But now you're getting these random guys thrown in. You're getting these 2v2 boxing matches. It's getting it's getting too goofy for me now, man. It's getting. But way you know too much. why they're able to do that? Because you touched on it earlier. We're not getting the fights we want. There's a lack of star power in boxing, so these yeah. guys can wedge in. If we had better fights and more stars, they wouldn't be able to do this. Yeah, they're smart because because it would make more sense for them to do this in UFC, right? But they're getting all the fights they want in UFC. This wouldn't last in UFC. No, in exactly. boxing, they know they can get away with it. Because what are, what are we going to say? Oh, we have great fights coming up. No, we don't. We don't. Exactly. We don't even know what's coming up. I mean, look, look at the next. What do we have all after this week? What's on the 11th? Is there anything? Uh, give me one second here. I'll tell you right now, man. So, okay. So, basically, what we have going on, uh, Bayzian versus Fox on ESPN2, February the 2nd. I get that's tonight. Uh, mm -hmm. Navarrete versus Wilson. That's February the 3rd. That's going to be on ESPN Plus and Sky. Serato, wait, that's Friday night? That's, oh, wait. Uh, that's tomorrow night, yeah. Oh, that's weird. They haven't done that in a while. Nico nope, Walsh is fighting this weekend, too. Uh, hmm. I got Vargas. No, sorry. The next big one after. So, basically, we have Adam Azim versus Reyes. Um, That's going to be February the 11th. That's coming out of the UK. On Showtime, Vargas versus Foster is on the 11th. Oh, that's a good. Um, that's a decent fight. Ray Vargas yeah. or Shaq. It's decent, but it's nothing great. It's like, wow. It's like a solid think, fight. For yeah. me, personally, just looking at the schedule right now, the next big fight that I'm looking forward to is the Wood versus Laura fight that's going to be happening. That's on, a fun fight. I enjoyed that's that That's going to be happening on February the 18th. After that, we just got, like, unless, like I say, we always say, I mean, if you're a casual fan, none of these fights. Jake Paul fights the 25th or 6th. 26th. Or 26th, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It's pretty quiet, man. It's pretty quiet here. We don't have until Plant Benavidez, right? Pretty much March twenty fifth. Yeah. yeah, like there's fights, there's constant fights here. But I'm just looking at everything right now. We're basically after this weekend, Benavidez Plant March twenty fifth is probably the next big fight of of 
any consequence or that's or that's nearly two months right it's like a month yeah. and a half yeah. even and more half. than that now if i look at yeah. ufc schedule because i'm just going to check right now so yeah. this week they don't really have anything too crazy the week no. after they have one of the biggest pay-per-views in, in recent years the Actually, week after april. they have a top three versus top no. four guy in the weight class you got april is going to be sick for the ufc don't you guys watch ufc or no yeah 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 yeah. Okay, so I could actually tell you, like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. So we got Makachev Volkanovsky, which is, and that card is great, and that's a great fight. I, I really hope Volkanovsky pulls that off. Oh, by so the do way. I. I'm so looking forward. If to Volkanovsky it. wins that fight, he he might legit be to go. I mean, he might well, legit be to go. I, I was listening to him talk uh, to Ariel Hawani. Do you listen to him at all? Occasionally, yeah. Yeah. So he was on there yesterday, and uh, he was basically saying that you know everyone's talking about how small you are. He goes, "Look, man." I was small when I was a rugby player. I was small when I was doing this. I've always been small, so it makes no difference. I yeah. mean, I think this is going to be a really cool fight. I don't think Mekachev hasn't fought anyone of a higher stature yet. Even. I don't think he's fought someone with the, with the grit and determination of Volkanovski has. No, we kind of got fooled a little bit of Alvaro, but that was more just he he was digging deep and getting these wins. But I don't think he's... If, honestly, I don't think... Volkanovski would lose to Oliveira anymore. At one point, I was picking Oliveira, but the way he looked so bad against Volkan, uh, against uh, Makachev. Did he look bad, or did Makachev just play with him, man? Like I, you know, I don't I mean? know, man, because Makachev's had tougher fights against much lower opposition. And my, I mean, who, who who's the guy? Uh, Moises, right? Where he took yeah, four yeah, yeah, rounds yeah, yeah. to submit him. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of like, like a slow I almost fight. Feel, but you know what, though, it's kind of these Dagestani guys are like that. They almost like playing with their fucking food. Yeah, like, you know, in a lot of the cases, these guys can finish fights in a round but it's yeah. almost like they feel like oh we need to get some rounds in so they just play with their food you know just you yeah know, you Khabib, see that sometimes and Khabib's not going to be in the corner right so you know that that's another interesting factor here Khabib I think Volk's going to make it a much tougher fight than Oliveira did and I, think I also want to say um the 18th Marlon Vera Corey Sanhagen's a great fight that's really be a sick I love Cheeto man I love Cheeto me too and I like Sanhagen a lot too March yeah, yeah. 4th John Jones Cyril Gain yeah, that's uh, right there. March 11, Peter Yan Marab Vashvili. Yeah, March then, 18, Edwards Usman too. I mean, yeah, and and, yeah. and then April, Kizia. April, April, that April, Pereira Adesanya too. Pereira mm -hmm. Adesanya too, and then you also got Burns Masvidal got set. I didn't even Ma know that Masvidal yeah. against um, Burns. Burns. Yeah, yeah. Gilbert. So, I think Masvidal might chin him this time. I think it's his time to actually get a win. I think he's gonna come in. He's gonna come in knowing if he loses this fight, it's over for him, and he's gonna get one last burst of energy and, and win. I think I think the reason he picked Burns is for this reason. Burns, even though he has a wrestling background and what have you, he will stand and strike with you, is what Basil yeah. is looking for, right? And he's chinny. And he's yeah. chinny. And he's chinny, right? So I mean, I mean, Usman knocked him down in the second round of their fight at the apex yeah. that time. Like, you know. Um but before wow. I just want to quickly say sorry for cutting you off. Yeah. So I just and I just said what the UFC schedule is. They have literally like seven really good fights before boxing has like one top tier one. fight. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not until March twenty fifth. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything after um March um after March eighteenth? Because I know I know two eighty seven is April eighth. I don't know if there's anything for twenty fifth yet. They're probably gonna get another good fight coming up. But they always so many up. great fights. It's insane. Yeah, I mean, basically March 25th, like, okay, so, I mean, for me personally, I mean, I'm looking at the schedule right now, the Wood-Lara match, which is February 18th, I am looking forward to that. That's um, a good fight. Just, you know, that's going to be really fun. Uh, but then basically after that, I mean, you got Broner versus Williams, I guess Ugh. that would be a big, I mean, just saying, just talking about names, right? Yeah, when it comes um, to names, yeah, I'm just saying, right? like, my, know, my I, thoughts on that no, fight. No, fair play, that's February 25th, and then we basically... Like I said, we're boxing fans, so we'll watch this shit. But I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, 
Ramirez, Comey, and uh, Benavides and Plant are both March 25th, man. So Ramirez should be fighting Regis Progress like he should have, but of course he wants more money, which is kind of. I mean, what has Ramirez done after the Taylor loss to earn more than 35% against Regis Progress, right? Yeah, he, yeah, he, no, Nick, he edged out, he squeaked out a win against Jose Pedraza and has done nothing else. No, that's true. Very true. And we got to give a shout out to our Canadian, our Canadian brother who's on, on the undercard of Plant Benavides. Uh, Cody the Crippler Crowley. I've interviewed Cody Crowley. Crowley. I know what Cody Crowley personally, actually. Really cool guy. Shout out to him. Nice. Right on, brother, man. Three yeah, I know someone on. mutually who's very who is who does business with Cody Crowley outside of boxing. And I've had him on my channel a while ago. It was like July, like nearly like two and a half years ago when he was only like 18 and 0 or something. And yeah, cool. I like Cody Crowley a lot. I, I want to see him get a big opportunity. Who is he fighting? I'm not sure that's what I was saying. You have the card pulled up there. Uh what card is he on? The plant one? Benavides plant under card. Hold on, let me see if I can bring it up here. I don't have it with me. with me. He's a very underrated fighter, Cody Crowley. Very, what is he, 29 and 1, I believe? He's undefeated. Uh, yeah, he's undefeated, man. He's undefeated, 29 and 0. There you go. Yeah. I thought he had one loss, but I was uh, wrong. Cody Crowley, hold on, bro. I'm going to have to kind of. I would like to see him fight Butayev. That'd be a great fight. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's a good fighter. We don't got a lot of guys. Well, Better Beev claims Montreal now, so I guess we can claim his. Yeah, I guess you guys got Arthur Better Beev now, which is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Well, we, we, we also, and we also have the uh, Castillo Clayton as well. That um, that might be the fight that Cody has, actually, if I had to guess. Against Castillo? Yeah, they might make Crowley versus Clayton. That's a oh, whole man, I don't see any. Then, right? uh, I don't see anything about his next fight. Well, Maybe they haven't announced yet, but I know he's on the undercard for sure, though. Hold on, I'm just checking quickly. My, my computer's not being on. I see him today at the, at the press conference. They were talking about it. Yeah, he's definitely fighting on March 25th. It's showing. Yeah. I, it's just not saying. Opponent yet, though. I'm not sure. I wonder. It's probably no one. It's probably someone we know, but probably not anyone that would give him too much issues, if I had to guess. Yeah. yeah, I'm not seeing anything right now. Cody Crawley aims to earn WC Walterweight shot. Oh, Abel Ramos. Abel Ramos. Abel Ramos. Okay. I've also oh, interviewed, no, no. by the way. Abel? Yeah, I've interviewed Abel and Jesus. I've interviewed both of them. They're really cool guys. That's, That's going to be awesome. weird. First time uh, two fighters I've interviewed fought. That was supposed to happen when Daniel Roman and Raiz Salim were supposed to fight, but that fell through. But now Cody against Abel Ramos. That's a good That's a good matchup for Cody. I got him winning, but it won't be a walk in the park. Also nope. on that card, I'm just looking at it right now. You got Jose Venezuela against uh, Chris Colbert. going to be on that card as well. That's a fun fight. Really interesting yeah. one. That's going to be a good, good card, card man. You're that's not the that. only fight. You also have Jesus Ramos taking on Joey Spencer. Wow. That's, that's a good a card. Fight. That's a really good card. Maybe yeah, I, I saw someone post about that earlier. That is actually a very nice card. Uh, for once, they've act they're actually putting exactly a pretty good card. undercard on the pay-per-view. So shout out oh. to the PBC there. Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. All right. Uh, I tell you what, man, it's about that time. We were going to wrap this puppy up and call mm -hmm. it a day and get on with our days and evening for you there, my good sir. Uh, Chance, mm -hmm. have anything for us today in this day in boxing history? No, I'm just going to ask Max a couple of questions, throw them out. I'm going to throw some play the name game with you, Max. I'm going to name a boxer and just give me a few thoughts on him if you're okay with that. Of course. All right. Triple G. One of the best middleweights in modern times i would say the best middleweight of the 2010s one of the most dominant fighters and actually people won't mention this one of the biggest what ifs in recent history who knows how much he would have done if in his prime um if he was in america earlier and if he was in a stronger era for middleweights manny pacquiao one of the greatest of all time in my opinion greater all time than floyd which is a bold take not maybe not a better all-time fighter but definitely greater all-time accomplished more 
maybe the best example of what a, of what a fighter should be in the sport has fought anyone he could has, has accomplished things that really really the american dream the definition of it and one of the greatest of all time honestly higher than a lot of all-time greats absolutely roy jones jr the most skilled fighter, the most talented fighter in boxing history in my opinion i really believe of any fighter in history the most talented fighter ever was prime roy and one of my favorites from my country arturo thunder Gotti. Man, just a, a true fan favorite, a fighter that I truly respect, giving us classic after classic, gave it us all in the ring, and um, did not commit suicide. No, I agree. And last one, Tyson Fury. A fighter who's very talented, lots of natural ability, at his best, is one of the best fighters in the entire sport, has a very high peak, but is slightly self-destructive and has costed, um, has costed the sport some really good fights in the past. However, could change that very soon if he fights Usyk. Awesome. Well, Fantastic. All right. Well, on that note, thank you, Mighty Max, for joining us thank today. You. We really, really appreciate it. I'd love to have you come back on again. And, uh, you know, we'd love to chop it up with you a bit more here. Maybe we can get you back on after this March 25th card. That's uh, mm -hmm. sounding like a real cracker here, man. So let's, uh, yeah. let's just hopefully get together for that. On that note, my name is Bobby Sampson. I'm joined with my man, Mr. Chance Michaels. And in the words of the great ACDC, those that download, like, and subscribe to our podcast, and please subscribe to Mighty Max's podcast, and on YouTube, we salute you. Absolutely. We're going to have all your information in the link so everyone can join up and, you know, check out your page and subscribe. Um, you know, on that note, thank you so much, brother, thank for, you, for joining us. We love it. We're very, and, very knowledgeable. Uh, Appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. absolutely. Thank your you. knowledge is next level, brother, man. We love it. Yeah. So for that... In the words of the infamous Ed Whalen, in the meantime and in between time, everybody, that's it for Samp and Chance. And if you guys are going to go out this weekend, please have a great time. But please be safe, be responsible, and get home so you guys can check out the next episode of Samp and Chance. Everybody, <laughs> awesome. have a great night. Take care and good night.